By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Are you awake, Shelly? Shelly, are you awake? Um, totally was not the one late. What? No. What? I wouldn't be late on this special day. What? <laughs> What's this special day? You're going to have to figure it out, buddy. Wow. Um, you know, sometimes I hate reading the news because it's all about famous because people. Because it's depressing? Well, it's, 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 it's depressing, and it's about, like, at least this morning, it's about famous people who've died. Tom Sizemore. Over the past weekend? Yeah, Tom, Tom Sizemore. We talked about this. He had a, what, a, I think like eight or nine days ago, had a uh, had a seizure, had an aneurysm, and he was not doing well. Matter of fact, we got the news. I think we talked about this Thursday or Friday that the doctors told his family that there was no hope. So apparently Friday evening, I guess it was, they took the life support off and he died on Saturday, which is sad. And then I see this. The last surviving original member of Leonard Skinner died at 71. Oh. Is I mean like Actually, that's fairly young to pass. Gary Rossington. He was the last surviving founding member of the rock band. Now, if you know the whole crazy weird story, they were on a plane that crashed and I believe it ran out of fuel and something crazy like that. And the interesting part of it was if you go and watch one of my favorite movies, if you go and watch the movie Almost Famous, there's, and I'm not, spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you much about it, but this is a parallel theme in a lot of different uh, rock groups in that they get to the point where, you know, originally they travel by in, by van, you know, hey, they load everything to the van and then they get bigger and then they get a, a tour bus and then if they really get big, they get a plane. And, you know, think of Buddy Holly, uh, you know, Big Bopper, things like that. You know, uh, they were traveling by bus. He got tired of traveling by bus, got into a plane. Plane crashes, you know, him and the pilot and another guy and Buddy Holly and and um, the Big Bopper are killed. So The day the music died. So Gary Rossington su- survived this plane crash back, well, it was 84, 85, something like that. Let me see if it talks about cause of death. Uh, emergency heart procedure, and he cause of death has not been rev- rev- revealed. He had an emergency heart procedure in 2019. Um, yeah, in in October of 1977, man, it was a long time ago. Gary was one of more than a dozen passengers who survived a plane crash in Mississippi that killed league singer Ronnie Van Zant, Simlix, Steve Gaines, and Cassie Gaines, and three others. And yeah. I mean, you know, and, and what's interesting, they were supposed to play at the Town & Country Fair and what's crazy about it is if you look at the current, you know, Leonard Skinner, there's like 40 people in the band now. It's like, okay, where did all these people come from? And they were always there. They were just in the background. I guess. And they all got on stage when they reformed. See, and originally the, the surviving members said, we're never going to play again because as a tribute to our fallen bandmates, we're never going to play perform again. Well, that lasted about two years. And I think they probably ran out of money. Not trying to be a jerk, but that's probably what happened. And they go, hey, we need to go back on the road. Well, they were supposed to play at the Town of Country Fair three, four, five years ago. I can't remember. Who's that? Uh, Leonard Skinner. But, oh, okay. But they canceled. I remember that. Yes, they canceled because 
one of the band members were sick. Well, you only got like 40 people in the band. <laughs> like, it's not like like uh-huh. Rush, where there's only three guys in the band. You know what I mean? Like, you know, keep going. You know, Rush, you know, Getty Lee gets sick. Oh, I can see they cancel that. You know, now that Rush is only two guys because the drummer, uh, what, Pete, what's his name? Neil Pert or Pert, whatever his name is. Anyway, so they canceled. And the interesting thing was, I remember this because I remember people who said they went and they said it was great. They went and it was it was big and rich. Apparently they called up big and rich. She goes, hey, what are you guys doing on Saturday night? Well, we're not doing anything. Come on up to Washington and be in our fair. Okay, we'll come on up. And it was literally something like that. You know, and, and John Rich, who's like turned into a, he still does a lot of uh, producing and writing of songs, but he's turned into this like political animal where he's like Mr. Right Wing. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, you know, because most of the people in the entertainment business are like left wing, you know, but uh, he, you don't, he doesn't do too much singing anymore. He's, he's like, he's one of those guys that always amazes me because if you go like, hey, John Rich, most people go like, who's that? You know, it's not like, you know, Merle Haggard or, or Toby Keith or, or, you know, like even like, uh, you know, like, like, uh, um, Trace Tim, Adkins, Trace Adkins, Tim McGraw, everybody knows that, but John Rich is like, and most people, when you go like, you know, John Rich, okay, give me one of his songs. Well, he was with Big and Rich, you know, and, and, oh, uh, ride a cowboy, don't ride a horse or whatever it is. You know, what's, what's that song? Ride a horse, don't ride a cowboy. Oh, I got it backwards. Okay. No, ride a cowboy. <laughs> Even you can't get it right. Anyway, that's sad that uh, Gary Rossington is dead. Save a horse. Ride Save a, a horse. Cowboy. Ride a cowboy. That's right. Right. God, that's so sad. Okay, and everybody is like, woohoo! Our soccer team. What is it? St. Charles SC. Is that what it is? Yeah. Our soccer team. They won their first home game down at the Family Arena, and everybody's going like, "Wow, great!" Did you know they played at the Family Arena? They actually play in the parking lot at the Family Arena. Did you know that? No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they had twenty three thousand people show up in the parking lot of Family Arena. If they have an event in the what family, evs? if they have an event in the Family Arena, six people show up outside in the parking lot. Twenty three thousand people. Uh huh. And then, God, all this crazy stuff. This is well, right down the street from you. Lady was shot in the parking lot there at Schnooks at ninety four and Junkerman. Do you know? Did you hear this story? I I heard that that had occurred. I just didn't know where. God, crazy. And you know, we did say, they say why? Well, they're pretty sure it was it was a is a robbery or an attempted carjacking because the guy jumps out with a gun. They said there were some witnesses, and they said the car, which was probably stolen, had like a bunch of guys in it. Which is was sort it of, a Kia? No, that well, they they I think it was a Hyundai. It probably was it. They they're saying it probably was a stolen car, and they were doing snatch and grabs. You know, they were just going in, you know, sticking up people, and for whatever reason, they shot her and. I, last report I heard she was in critical condition. 52-year-old woman. You know, and I'm trying to say the reason that's of note is because normally in St. Charles County, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. If that were in the city of St. Louis or or Kirkwood or Ledoux or Huntley. Yeah, Kirkwood, ha- really? Happens all the time. Webster oh, Groves. Please. Webster Groves happens all the time. But, Whatever. But in St. Charles, never happens. Never happens. It really doesn't. It doesn't happen here. Yeah, it doesn't. Although I have been outside down on Fifth Street where um, there have been, there was like three crimes going down at the same time. Well, you know why it doesn't happen that much in St. Charles County? 
Why? And it doesn't happen that much like in Franklin County? Because we don't sit there and treat them like children. Well, part we treat of it, them like criminals. Part of it is, is the perpetrators end up dead on the parking lot. Get what I'm saying? And when they do the autopsy, <laughs> the autopsy comes back. He was shot by eight different weapons. There's three different calibers of bullets in him. There's a 45 auto. There's a 380 ACP. And there's a 9mm bullet in the guy. Holy cow. Somebody had three different guns. No, he got shot by three different people who were carrying. That's what happens, right? Yes, and everybody it goes, does. We don't know what happened. We don't know. All of a sudden, he was, know, he, boss. Was, he was robbing this lady, and pretty soon, he just fell over in the parking lot. We don't know what happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was on Fifth Street. Oh, man. Yeah. It was at that mobile on Fifth Street, you know, where Bass Pro is? Yeah, you're talking Fifth Street down in the city, right? Can't happen in St. Charles. St. Charles County. No, can't happen in St. Charles. And then there was like a, a um, a, uh, that so that, that mobile was the place where the, one situation was then down the street at the Ameristar parking lot, there was a drug deal gone, gone down. And it, it, that was a, an arrest. And then there was a gentleman that had been um, incarcerated and got out. And the, the real, this world was not something that he felt he could stay in. So he went and robbed somebody with a toy gun, and he was on probation, so that put him right back in the joint, and he was happy as a clam. Well, you know, what do they call that? There's a recidivism where, you know, so many people who are in jail once have been in jail more than once. Does that make because sense? Because it's comfortable to them. They well, get three hots and a I cop. guess. I mean, I mean, not my idea of fun going to jail. You know, we talked to uh, we talked to Sean Hayes about that, who, you know, who's the, the was a wonderkin banker who got caught up in some nasty stuff and ended up in jail. And, you know, matter of fact, I've met with him personally and discussed this with him, and he says there's no piece of cake, no fun. You know, because you got to figure out the gangs. There's gangs in the prison. you got to figure out who you don't, you know, who you say yes, sir, no, sir, too. You know what I mean? And, and you know you know what I'm saying? It's like there's a whole different there's life. There's a hierarchy. Right, exactly. That's what he explained to me. Anyway, uh, you know, What's so sad about this is remember, you know, talk about in St. Charles. Remember that guy, that nutbag that that robbed the the uh, the. Uh, you're talking about you talking about the robbery right there at the at the uh, what is it the, the push and go or whatever what do they call it stop and go what do they call those places? You know the gas station right there off of Fifth Street. The Wallace people own that one. What's it called? They own them all. No, no, no. No, no it's no. the mobile station there. Yeah, I know, but what what. Right. It, yeah, uh-huh. but they, they call it shop and go, or what do they call on it? On the run. On the run. There we go. On the run. Uh, on the run. Remember that, that that nutbag went in there and beat that lady up who was working like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, beat her up, tried to get the money from I don't think he got any money. Then he goes in the gas station up there in First Capital, uh, right off of 5th Street. He goes and breaks in. That one was, was closed at the time. It's not open 24 hours a day. And then he goes down the street on first capital and bumps uh, you know bumps over the uh, the the QT the only problem was there was a guy inside who just went out of the store and was going to his car and saw the guy come in and attack the uh, the poor night clerk with a knife and he goes in and chases the guy around and shoots him and kills him see that's what happens when you go to St. Charles <laughs> you that know, is actually you know, beware <laughs> you yeah know. we carry out here yeah it's just and I, we're not it's like it's like caleb hunter and extreme electrical we've got ladders and we're not afraid to use them well you know the sad part of this is 
that that's almost what's going to take to clean up the city. It's going to it's going to take a bunch, and I hate to say this, it's going to take a bunch of vigilantes. It's going to take a bunch of guys and gals who say, okay, enough. We're not putting up with this anymore. We're not going to take now, this anymore. Now, I'm mad as hell. Can I tell you, what I find interesting is they keep breaking into cars at the new armory and the foundry place. Why don't they put like a bait car there with like a, you know, like, like video cameras in it and like a cop in the back seat, like under a blanket or something like that. You know, so like, you know, they smash the window and a, and a guy, the cop pops up, hey, you, drop your gun. You know what I mean? What is that? Pop a cock? Cop? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you just say <laughs> a cop? <laughs> okay, there's another one from Jelly. <laughs> Do not use that ever. <laughs> ever. What did you say again, Shelly? Repeat that one more time. Pop a cop. I don't think that's what you said. I think that's what I said. I don't know if they do that in St. Louis. They use bait cars in other cities. You know what I'm talking about? The bait cars? Where they yes. where they have the cameras in them and, and the devices and, and you know and, and the locating devices and the best the best ones. If you go on YouTube, there's a whole series of YouTube videos which are the the uh, the camera, the the you know, the, the video from the um, the bait cars, and some of them are just hilarious because the guys are so stupid. You know, I mean, it's like okay, whatever. And what's crazy is you see them. Ultimately, you know, they get the car started, and then they try to take off, and then they try to surrender. You know, the cops are like right on, and the jump out boys get them. You know who the jump out boys are? See, that's that's what they're protesting about. The jump out boys. You know who the jump out boys are? I do not. The jump out boys are undercover detectives who typically, they're like three or four of them in like an SUV or something like that, usually with very dark tinted windows, no lighting, no no markings or anything like that. And they're doing stakeouts. So what happens is somebody, you know, like robs a place and, you know, the jump out boys are across the street. The reason they call the jump out boys is guess what? When crime goes down, they jump out and they end crime. You didn't know that, did you? What? They jump out of their car. So they're they're like they're in undercover vehicles and they're typically doing surveillance or something like that. And they're all undercover. And if they see something go down, they jump out of their car. That's why they call them the jump out boys. Because they all, you know, like there's like let's say there's four of them in a car. Driver, you know, a guy, shotgun, and two guys in the back seat, all cops. You know, they see something going down, you know, bunk. Doors open, bunk, four cops jump out, and the perps surrounded. The jump out boys. You've never heard okay. you've never heard that before? I haven't. And they they got in trouble because now they call them jump out persons because one of the women oh, say, I'm please I'm one of the, with I'm, a one spoon. Of, <laughs> I'm one of the jump out boys, but I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. Okay, we'll call them jump out persons. <laughs> uh-huh. You don't believe me, do you? No, I believe you. That's how silly it is. Okay. We, silly? What? Why do you mean silly? <laughs> this is serious stuff. Remember, yes, Brad, remember I know. let me think about serious. this. Remember, I am a, what am I? I am a. Coco latte. No, no, no. I am, I do my whole thing. I'm a sapiosexual, um, non birthing person, pregnancy inducing dude. That's what I am. Do you have that written down or you just... <laughs> Off the top of my head. <laughs> well, remember... well, you should write it down because you say it enough. Well, remember, remember, they say non-birthing person, so that's me. Uh, 
and I'm heterosexual and sapiosexual. You have to look those up. And then I'm a, a pregnancy-inducing person because I've induced five pregnancies in my life, and they've grown up to be wonderful kids of mine. So I'm pregnancy-inducing. See, you know, next break, I'm going to tell how we stop abortions. I'm going you know, I'm I'm to just next break, I'm going to tell how we stop abortions. I d- do I want to know this? You do. Yeah. I know how we're going to stop. I have the solution to the uh-huh. whole abortion issue. I just feel like it's just not going to go down like you think it is. Yeah, it'll go down exactly like I say it is. I mean, I know the truth on that. Because okay. once again, that's controversial. Okay, we have to take a break at 646. Louis Capaldi, the guy who sounds like he's in pain whenever he sings, but now we figured out why he's in pain. Why? Because his last video, he's wearing tidy whities I think his tidies were too tight. And he's, oh, somebody he's singing like what that. What is that called? What's that now? What'd you say? What is it called when they... Um... Your tidy whities are too tight? No, when they pull them up. When they pull what up? Oh, your tidy whities What is that called? Oh, a wedgie? Yes. <laughs> Maybe he's got a wedgie. No, it's called something else. A wedgie. You grab them, you pull the underwear up. Like it goes up your butt. You know what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what it is, but see, that's not what they call see, it. See, here's what's interesting about that. That used to be like painful, you know, and it was like, ha ha, funny, funny. And then women do it all the time now with their thongs. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. Okay, I, I, I don't quite understand that, but anyway, we'll move on. Okay, uh, I said it last break. How do we stop abortion? The men uh-huh. are key to this. Men are key to abortion. You know how it. You know how it is. How's that? How do we stop abortion? Men, are you listening to me? No more sex. Men just decide, hey, no more sex and more no no abortions. Think about it. Uh huh. No, no insemination. Nothing to abort. Right. Simple as that. So you're saying abstinence makes the heart grow fonder. No, I just say, guys, we're in control here. Come on. Remember, men rule the world. Men are, men are never in control. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Men, it's at always least, the women. Men, at least you think you rule the world. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the truth is women rule the world. Tell, but, tell that to your wife and see how far that goes. Well, but... but <laughs> I'm the ruler hey, of the world. Don't hey, honey, you know that? Hey, honey, I, um, I, I want to tell you something that you might not like. like. This is the ruler of the world. Right. Honey, I'm going to tell you this something. I mean, you may not like it, but you know what? Um, don't take this the wrong way, but I rule the world. Yeah, I do. Oh, well, don't hit me. No, no, don't throw me out in the front yard. No, don't throw my clothes out in the, in the street. Oh, honey, I rule the world. Right? You <laughs> just what? sound like Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bill. Oh, no. Mr. Oh, no, Mr. Bill. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, here's one that I'm like scratching my head over. Okay. Now, how is it that we have, and I'm not saying anything against Chris Rock, but Chris Rock, apparently his Netflix special, matter of fact, the smartest woman actually said over the weekend, you need to watch the Chris Rock Netflix Netflix special. It's really good. And hmm. it's, it's somewhat controversial because of the fact that guess who he goes after? Who? Meghan Markle. Okay. <laughs> Matter of Why? Fact, well, his Netflix special is called Selective Outrage. And he's going after her because of her racist allegations against the royal family, saying they're, quote, the original racists. So he's calling the royal family the original racists. And here's part of it. Here's, uh, here's This is, I can't read the actual words, but here's what he said. He says, going on Oprah? I don't know. I had no idea how racist they were. Rick's racist uh, rock began noting Markle's infamous interview with 
Winfrey. He says, quote, it's the royal family. You didn't Google those, blah, 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 blah. What the, mm, is she talking about? She didn't know it's the royal family. They're the original racists. So he's calling the royal family the original racists. See now, okay, first off, when I look at Meghan Markle, I don't see a black woman. I'm sorry. I don't either. I mean, I just like, I okay, no I don't quite I understand. didn't know. I just thought she had good hair. I didn't see. I didn't know she was black until they told me she was black. She's very attractive. Well, I know. But to the point, it's like, okay, I don't. So, you know, like, for example, if you have, I'm going to give you a weird thing because I have a limp. Okay. Let's you say. You do? I, yes, I have a limp. I've okay? never noticed it before. Yeah, too many car accidents. Okay. Let's say. Yeah. By the way, too many license plates. Over, over the weekend, maybe I'll tell this story next hour. Over the weekend, I was cleaning out something, and I found an old trailer hitch. Okay, you're gonna laugh when I tell you this. An old trailer hitch. Uh-huh. Uh You know, like the it's called a receiver. You know what a receiver hitch is? Receiver hitch is yeah. You, you bolt that thing underneath your truck or your car, and then there's a like a part of it that you can take out. So you can put on different balls. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. like it's got a it's got a linchpin. You pull the pin and you pull the pin out and this thing comes out. Okay, I'm cleaning out my um, space where I've got some stuff stored, and I found an old trailer hitch that was bent, and it was from a car accident that I had years ago where I was hit on 170 by a woman. And I was towing a trailer, and she hit me so hard. How hard did she hit me? She bent my trailer hitch. Now, if you know anything about trailer hitches, this she was hurt like your ball. <laughs> I'm being serious. Because <laughs> isn't that like the major part of the hitch? What was? What did you say again? Now, what I'm did you say? I'm not going to repeat it. Brad. You <laughs> what heard did what you I say? said. <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> I'll tell that story someday. Okay, going back to the to the to the uh, where where I sort of diverged off of the the um, the Meghan uh-huh. Markle thing. Okay, first off, like now there now she's so upset. We played this. But she's so upset because of the the South Park episode that makes <clears throat> fun of them. You know, and and what's so funny about the South Park episode? I'm not a big fan of South Park. I've never have been, but there's some of their stuff is just so spot on. You know what I mean? Their humor is so sarcastic and so, you know, so like anti whatever they're talking about. You know what I mean? They can really make a point with their humor and their show. And quite honestly, I never got into South Park because I thought the animation sucked. And I hate the voices when they talk like this all the time. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, that sounds like Bart Simpson. Well, no, no. I, I just don't like that, the whole thing. Anyway. I don't like South Park just because of South Park. Well, Chris Rock. So hold on, man. Let me go. Let me go further here. Let me. Oh my God, where'd he go? You keep I on going it. off track. What is it with you today? I'm I'm messed up. I'm messed up. Okay, so he goes on to say, um, <laughs> here, here. This is funny. He says he joked it was like quote marrying into the Budweiser family and then finding out they drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He says, some of that blank she went through is not racism. It was just some in-law blank. Sometimes it's just some in-law blank because they're complaining, like, what the blank is she talking about? Oprah, they're so racist. They want to be no- They want to know how brown the baby was going to be. He says, Rock says, that's not racist because even black people want to know how brown the baby's going to be. <laughs> That's true. 
Oh, uh, yes, Chris Rock. See, he can get away with that because you know why? He's got uh, he's got permanent immunity. You know why he's got permanent immunity? Because he was slapped. Yes, Wasn't he the exactly. one slapped? He was the, the slappy. So, the so, slap hurt around the world. No, he was the slappy. So he's got he's got permanent immunity. He doesn't have to worry about every, anything about that. Okay, we have to take a break. Uh, we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back. It is 6.59. You know, I need to hire a PR agency. You know why? I do think that you do. <laughs> the smartest woman in the world over the weekend sends me this article out of Today, today.com, it's their website, about Kevin McGinnis. He lives in Nashville. And you know why she sent this to me? No. He's announced that he's going to eat only McDonald's for three meals a day for 100 days straight in an effort to shed some pounds. Now, <laughs> I'm going like... You've been doing that for years. <laughs> I'm telling you. The crazy thing about it is, and can I tell you something? What? I haven't I haven't talked about this much, but I went back on one of my crazy weird diets. The uh-huh. little the little McFreddy diet. I went on I went on it on last Wednesday, which was the first. So in other words, this is day six, okay? I'm almost down seven pounds. Wow. In six days, matter of fact, um the website's still not done yet. I've fallen behind on that. Shame on me. But hopefully it'll be done by tomorrow and I'll give you the website. And it has the actual table table on it. Shame on you. get this. He put up a TikTok video. That's my problem. In the viral TikTok video, McGinnis called his weight absolutely unacceptable. He says he's 238. Said he planned to slim down by limiting his portions and eating only half of each McDonald's order. Chicken, eat the whole thing like I do. And he, yeah, but you get kids' meals. No, not ne- not necessarily. Yesterday, you know what I had. You know what I had yesterday, McDonald's. No, I don't actually. You, I haven't talked to you since Friday. I had a number seven. You know what the number seven is? No clue. Two cheeseburgers, a large without fri- cheese. Without cheese, I ordered without cheese because you used to be able to order like the two hamburger meal, but now they only have the two cheeseburger meal. So you pay for the cheese, but you don't get it. So Correct. the two cheeseburger meal with no cheese, and a large French fry and a diet coke. And that's what I had for lunch yesterday. Okay, see, after kicking off his 100-day weight loss challenge on February 24th, the TikToker stopped by the Today Show on March 2nd to share an update on his progress. McGinnis is down 12.5 pounds, and he's feeling a lot of momentum. He says, my belief is I'll be down 50 pounds by the end. My health will be better. My blood work will be better. And if you don't believe me, follow along. Prior to starting the challenge, McGinnis got blood work done, and several of the uh, markers were, quote, going in the wrong direction, he said. McGinnis said his strategy is absolutely working so far and explained that only eats half of what he orders so he can reduce his caloric intake. As I said this all the time. It's all about calories. He saves He saves the How half. How come nobody picked up on you? I don't know. Why aren't you on the Today Show, Brad? There are two websites that I have. The first one I did was when that goofball who was the CEO. There's C- more than two. There's well, the, four. The goofball who was the CEO of of Panera, Panera came on and said, I'm going to challenge all the CEOs of, of of the fast food places to the kids' menu challenge. Now, first stupid thing he did, so I hear this and I'm going like, I wonder if somebody bought the domain name kids' menu challenge. So guess what? I bought by, by the domain name kids' menu challenge. And I think to myself, nowadays, before you announce anything, 
buy the domain name. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Buy the domain name. Like, here's this multi-million dollar, maybe the Panera company, maybe billion dollar company with locations all over the country with all these expensive PR people or comms people or marketing people. And they launched this campaign, the Kids Menu Challenge, and they don't buy the domain name. Like, how stupid is that? So I buy the domain name Kids Menu Challenge, and all I eat was kids menus. As a matter of fact, that's got me into eating kids' menus all the time. I yes. went I went to Burger King, ate the kids' menu. McDonald's, kids' menu. You know, you name it. Uh, uh, the only one that doesn't have a kids' menu, at least that I know of, I don't think White Castle has a kids' menu, but all the rest of them do. I went to Lee's Chide Fried Chicken there on 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 First or Fifth Street there in St. Charles, uh, and went ate at the one out on Manchester out there in Ellisville, ate the kids' menu. You know, all I ate was kids' menus all day long. Go and save me lots of money, you know. Um, but then I went on the fastfoodme.com diet, and I went from what was I two twenty eight, and I went down to one ninety three, in like what eight weeks, nine weeks, something like that. It was a short, and, short. And 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 if you don't believe me, they're up. I do a video every day. Yes, he does. Kidsmenuchallenge.com. And the other one is fastfoodme.com. They're both still up. And you can go and look. You can watch all the videos. You can see me lose the weight. You can see the chart go down every day that I lose weight. You know. And the crazy thing about it is I talk to people all the time. Every once in a while, somebody will mention and go, hey, you ever been to diet? Yeah, kids, you know, I'll eat fast food. What? My The original time I did it, I've told the stupid story. I know some the smartest one in the world is going, I've heard this before. Okay, when I graduated from high school, I weighed... 162. I literally went into the gym on my morning of graduation on their nice beam balance scale. Don't ask me why. I just remember this. Going into you know the gym, the workout at my high school. I could still get in, and I weighed 162. Two years later, I weighed 310. I almost doubled in size. Why was that? Because when I was in high school, I played sports. I was in the marching band. I worked three nights a week at Steak and Shake. As a curb boy, I ran my butt off. I could probably eat. I was probably putting in, I don't know, six, 7,000 calories a day. Easy. I ate like a horse. But you were extremely active. Once again, the law of thermodynamics. Energy in, energy out. If energy in is less than energy out, then you lose weight. Simple as that. If you if you, if you you take in 5,000 calories a day and you burn off 6,000 calories a day, you lose weight. Obviously, equilibrium is the best form. If you take in 3,000 calories a day and you burn off 3,000 calories a day, you're going to stay the same weight. But when you reverse the equation, if you take in more than you burn off, if you take in 4,000 calories a day and you only burn off 3,000 calories a day, it slowly but surely adds up. That's why people who like switch from a job or something like that where they're very active, like that was me. I went from being super active, had a job where I was on my feet, you know, eight hours a day, you know, or on the weekends, I worked a, on the weekends, like when I were at Steak and Shake on Saturday night, I worked what I work, a, a nine-hour shift? We started at 5 o'clock, so 5 to, yeah, 5 to, to, to midnight would be seven hours, and then we worked till 2 o'clock in the morning, so there's, there's nine hours, and then we, we cleaned up. We didn't get out of there at like 2.30 in the morning, so let's say I put in, you know, nine and a half hours, okay? And then during the week, it was eight hours because we worked from 5 till 1 in the morning. So I worked essentially 24 hours a week on my feet running as a curb boy, I was in marching band, I played sports, and I ate like a horse, you know? I mean, you know, and, and once again, it's, and I got into an argument last weekend with with someone who actually sort of called me out 
and said, you're lying about these diets you're on. I go, no, I'm not. I mean, how am I lying about it? Because it's right there on my videos. If you go, wait till I put up the videos for the, the, the and it's called the Little, Little McFreddy Diet. The idea being is I start off the day biting Little Debbie's, lunch at McDonald's, dinner at Freddy's. Now, sometimes I flip those where I eat, you know, lunch at Freddy's and, and dinner at McDonald's. And part of the reason for that is depending on where I'm at, there's a hell of a lot more McDonald's than there are Freddy's. There's McDonald's everywhere. Freddy's are, you know, not, not that they're like rare, but they're not all over the place. Not like McDonald's. They're growing though. Yeah, they're, they're growing. Okay. So this guy's getting all the attention and people are like, how can you eat? Because once again, People are duped into this thing. And, and the crazy thing about it is he's not the first guy that did this. This guy, there was a guy who did this when the, when that Super Size Me movie came out. He did the exact same thing. He ate That Mc- messed a lot of people up. Well, but he, but see what, you know what ticks me off about this? What? My youngest son told me the story. You know what? I wonder if he's up. Should I dare call him? Hold what on. What the heck? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for this. That's okay. <laughs> it's easier to ask forgiveness and permission. He's, Works for me. He's probably asleep. Hold on. He's going to answer the phone. And he's... he's he... <laughs> Hold on, man. D-R-E-W. You're Brad the dad. He can't get mad at you. Yeah, he can't. All my kids get mad at me. We talking about? Okay, here we go. Let's see if he's awake. We'll wake him up. <laughs> okay. He, I bet he loves okay. this. <laughs> Let's see if he answers the phone. Probably won't answer the phone. You always say that, and then they answer the phone. Yeah, it's your daughter that never, and never answers my calls. It's... That's usually because she's sleeping or she's at work saving lives. Yeah, Sorry. Right. Yeah. He's not going to answer. <sighs> He's not going to answer. That's so surprising to me because usually he does. Hello? Hey, did I wake you up? Yeah, what's up? Oh, hey, I'm on I'm on the air right now, so don't say anything bad, okay? Okay. I want you to go back in your memory bank and and relate something to me, okay? Okay. Did you or did you not tell me when you were in high school that they made you watch the movie Supersize Me? We did watch it. Yeah, I don't think they made us. I think it was elective, but we did watch it. You watched it in school, like in a health class or something like that, right? Yeah. And and they were essentially say, telling you that fast food was bad, right? Um, essentially. Now, how did I bring you up? How we never ate at a fast food place when I was when you were like a kid. Remember, we never ate there, right? I mean, we definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to agree with me. Did I'm, he have hamburgers? <laughs> I'm your father. Okay. Um, so so here I'm going to ask you. How tall are you? Six three. Six three. How much do you weigh right now? Uh like one ninety. One ninety, six three, one ninety. Would you consider yourself to be overweight? Uh I'm not in shape. But you're not overweight. Six three one ninety, you'd probably be right on target with six three one ninety, don't you think, as far as BMI and all that kind of stuff, right? I have no idea. No, I I know you I mean that that's that's you might ex- Ideal weight for you might be like 185 or something like that. I bet you any money, it's like probably 190. So, so you know, you still eat fast food, right? Yeah. On a regular basis? Uh, semi-regular. Semi-regular. Okay, so in other words, fast food has not, other than being my son, hurt you, correct? I mean, it's definitely not healthy for me. 
<laughs> You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> okay, so so I was correct that they showed the movie uh, Supersize Me at your high school. And it was like when you were junior, senior, something like that? I don't remember the exact year, but I remember watching it. Because you came home and told me, and I got mad, remember? I mean, the whole point is that he goes overboard and supersizes everything. Exactly. That's the whole point, is that he just stuffs his face all day long. Wasn't that the deal where he... And that wasn't that the deal that every time they ask you, would you like to supersize it? He says, yeah. Wasn't that the whole point of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So in other words, he's just stuffing himself with fast food. Okay, I'm sorry to wake you up. I'm good. Go back to bed. All righty. <laughs> My son, Drew... There's so so good. There's proof that you know once again, you know, see, and they they indoctrinate kids into that. Okay, so the health class, I think he he doesn't remember, but I believe it was in they had a health class. It was gym or something like that, and they showed him the movie. Okay, in class, now they're showing him the movie. Okay, the movie's like two hours long, so they must add like a couple, you know, part one, part two, first day, second day, something like that. I mean, so what do you think the the people of his genre? Yeah. What do you think that they th- generation think about? You, you talking? You said genre. You talking about genre and generation? Both. Okay, go ahead. What do they think about? Um, be having you know whether you want to be a girl or a boy in such a young age in in, in the school. You know, I don't know. I, and maybe I'll ask him off air someday and say, "Hey, you know, would you yeah pick- do that?" I'm interested in his generation and what they what they think of it. Well, because clearly they're much closer to it than I and you. Okay, I will tell you this: that over the weekend, and once again, I have this problem. I have a major problem. Actually, I have several major problems, but I have one major, major problem. My major problem is I have two worthless degrees. In journalism, okay? And first off, journalism is dead. I don't care what anybody says. For the most part, it's dead. Because once again, what are we finding out now? We're finding out that from the FBI and the Department of Energy. Now, it's funny because I've heard people say, what does the Department of Energy know about the Wuhan lab? I don't know if you know this or not, but the Department of Energy runs a lot of testing laboratories in the United States. Apparently, for some reason, they fall under the Department of Energy where they have testing labs where they test stuff. And both the FBI and the Department of Energy have come out and said, we are relatively sure, not absolutely positively, but relatively sure that the Corona-19 virus came out, or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, came out of the lab in Wuhan, China. Okay? They said that from the beginning. Yes, but you couldn't say it. If you said, I said it, it. But if you said it on, on Facebook or Twitter, they, they blocked your post. Remember, like, to, you know, every time if you put something, if you mention COVID-19 on Facebook, they yeah. threw their little well, stamp on there. You, about, got, you got plastered. Well, yeah, with COVID-19, here's more information, okay? So the reason for that was the journalists in our country decided, well, that's that's heresy. You can't say that it came out of a lab. You know, and remember the New York Times or the New York Times put out pieces that people who said it came out of labs that were right-wing lunatics and they were, you know, they were Trumpsters and stuff like that because Trump said it all along came out of a lab. You know, and a lot of people said it, said it came out of a lab. You know, so now the tide is changing. So over the weekend, I listened to, on of all places, NPR. And they're talking about, they're sort of doing a mea culpa, 
And then I heard another guy at another radio station talk about the fact that if you work at NPR, he said 98% of the people who work at NPR or PBS are liberal Democrats, okay? Which I don't doubt. I don't doubt at all. And typically, the liberal Democrats were of the camp that like it came from some wet market or came from a bat or came from some cow or some crazy thing like that. A cow, you know, mated with a bat and, and you know, it came up with a new superhero called Ant-Man or something like that. I don't know. But they say it was done naturally, okay? And once again, those people are the gatekeepers. If you read these Twitter files that Elon Musk is 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 releasing as a US citizen and as a US citizen you should be very upset about what's going on with Twitter or at least what did go on with Twitter and the FBI there was a guy named the guy's name was get this his name was Elvis Chan he was an FBI special agent in San Francisco how do I know this because I've read the files not all of them but I've read selected parts of them where he's emailing back and forth with the Twitter people. Hey, he, he gave them a list of people. He gave them a list of usernames. These people are saying that the, the virus came, the COVID-19 virus came from the Wuhan lab. Shut out their accounts. So Twitter would go, okay, fine. Boom, 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 your account. You know, suspended, 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 suspended. So in other words, they're telling, and now you look back on it, they were telling the truth. And the government, vis-a-vis the FBI said, eh, can't say that. Because that's not what we believe. So now, what does that remind you of? What does that remind you of a country? Give me a country that you would think that would happen in. Go ahead. Okay, give me a specific question. A country that controls the press. There is no free press in this country. Um, That's half the countries in the world. Exactly right. And specifically, China and Russia. Yes, and we're kind of on the way to that. I, you know what? This is what he said, but this is what he really meant. Well, but see, what you just said is really interesting because of the fact that we are on our way to that. Because I of know. the fact that the government, oh, you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that. You know, and once again, the freedom of the press, and once again, there are kooks out there. There is, what's the guy, the the guy that, that got sued by all the parents at... at uh, at uh, Sandy Hook, you know I'm talking about the guy, uh, Alex Jones, okay? Absolute positive nutbag, okay? I'll admit that to you. I'm no fan of Alex Jones, but here's how I'm a fan of Alex Jones. He knows how to rile people up. He knows how to get attention. He knows how to get an audience, and he knows how to make lots and lots and lots of money, okay? Once again, this is a capitalist society, you know? Do I think what he did was right? No, I don't, but yet by the same token, he had freedom of speech and he used it. I would say he overused it or abused it because I don't agree with the things he was saying because of the fact that to a certain extent he was saying things just to keep, keep you know get people riled up and oh like he's right the government's out to take away our 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 blenders we can't have a blender in our house because Alex Jones said the government's gonna go give it I'm gonna hide my blender you know what I mean I mean that's kind of stuff he would I talk. would hide my blender <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want the government to come grab your blender right no. <laughs> It has over 9,000 blends. (laughs) I've had it for years. Right. You're attached to your blender, right? I am. I have a frosty beverage every morning. Do you really? I do. In your blender? 
Yes, Brad. And what do you make it? Like, what, what do you put in your... This is a whole segment. Hold on. we got to do this next segment. We have to do this. We have to find out what Shelly puts in her blender every morning. This is interesting. This is fascinating to me. Because, you know what? Can, can I tell you what's sort of weird? I mentioned blender. Because... What? When I was a single guy and I first moved into my apartment, I had no furniture. I slept on the floor, literally slept on the floor, had no furniture. Uh, and you know what the first thing I bought in my in my my bachelor pad was? A blender. Exactly. I bought a blender. And, and I thought to myself, because at the time, I was... every cool dude has a blender <laughs> was, in his apartment. I was spinning records at a at a disco. I was the D- disco DJ at a matter of fact a place owned by Goombas? No, uh, called the Distillery, ironically oh, yeah. owned by Jane, what's her name? She's the she's she ran for county executive, can't remember her name. Uh Jane Jane Dugan, no. Anyway, I worked for her parents. You know, and 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 uh wonderful people. And they owned this place called the Distillery, and they would make me because I wasn't much of a drinker, but there was the bartender who would make me all these these things made with made on a blender. You know, they like what what kind of drinks would you make in a blender? Is that like a pina, a margarita, a margarita, pina colada? Would you do that in a blender? Is that pina a blender colada, kind of right? Yep. Well, he would make me these because I didn't drink much. He would make these non-alcoholic drinks, and God, they were good. He'd mix all sorts of put in the blender. Banana hey, daiquiri. You know what? But he put he didn't, he didn't put the liquor in it. He just made it for me. You know, and I thought to myself, man, when I, when I get to, when I move into my apartment, I'm going to buy a blender. That's like the first thing I bought, a Hamilton Beach blender. Do they still make Hamilton Beach blenders? Is Hamilton Beach still? I don't a- know. Mine's a, what is mine? I don't know. It's the one that Panera uses for their blender. Oh. Blendtec. A junk blender? Because they use junk stuff there. No, they don't. <laughs> Please. Matter of fact, I was at a garage sale recently. I won't go. I'll get myself in trouble. I get sued over that. Okay, never mind. Probably. <laughs> I have enough. I spend enough time in court as it is. So. Totally. <laughs> with my sons, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Uh, actually, did I never do with Drew? I can't remember. My oldest son. God, I can tell you stories about that. Okay, it's time for us to take a break. We have to take a break. Break. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and next break, you're going to tell us what you put in your blender. Okay. It's kind of personal, don't you think? Because Rachel Ray has decided she's ending her show, so instead we're going to have... Did she really? Yeah, she's not going to do her show anymore. She's going out of syndication. So we're going to have... We ha- we're well, going to have... Lose some weight. We're going to have Shelly... She's going on the McFreddy diet. Shelly Welly is going to tell us what she puts in her blender, okay? Shelly Welly? Yeah, Shelly Welly. That's your new name. Rachel Ray, because, you know, it has like a ring to it. Shelly Welly. Or how about uh-huh. Shelly? Shelly Belly. I don't know. That's not happening. Shelly Jelly? No. Shelly Kelly. Okay, Shelly Kelly is going to tell us what she puts in her blender. How about Shelly Barr? No, I like Shelly Kelly. 726. Okay. It is BS.show, 732. You know, it's a special day today. Do you know that, Shelly? Why? 5th of May. What? It's 5th of May. No, it's not. It's the 6th of March. What? It's not the 5th of May? No, it's not Cinco de Mayo. Oh, I thought today was the big day. Isn't no. isn't today isn't today Christmas? No. Oh, it must be Easter because Easter moves around. Easter sometimes is on the the first first Monday of the of March. Isn't that what it is? No. Oh, let me think. What what day is it? Ah, I know what day it is. What? This is the day when Mr. Cottleville, or Mr. Cottle, founded his ville, and he called called it Cottleville. 
No? Huh? Is not today today? I don't think it's the Founders Day of Cottleville, no. No, today's the day the Hoffmans bought all of Washington. <laughs> and they're changing the name That could be. Hoffman, Hoffmington, I think is what they're calling it too. Hoffington? Hoffington <laughs> or something like that. No, today's your birthday. It is my birthday. Wow. Do we, you know, I, I, I've been told you never ask a woman how old she is. She is once, once she gets over 21, you don't ever ask again, right? You can ask me because I'm not too wild about it. I'm not going to ask because you don't do that. I'm 59. What? I know. 59. I don't know how it happened. You only got one more year and then you're dead. 60, well, you die. Thank you for that, Brad. <laughs> Six, you get... Thank you for putting that out in the universe. <laughs> one year and counting. 60, you're dead. Sorry. That's what happens to you. No, that's not the way it happens. Can I tell you something to think about? Sure. A hundred... Let's go back 200 years. 200 years ago, you probably would not have lived till 59. You're probably correct. The life expectancy for men, I think women a little bit longer, but still life expectancy was like for men was like, I think early to mid 40s. And if you know the whole crazy story, even of our lifetime, the reason they, they put the retirement age at 65 is because the government, you know, when they started Social Security, the government thought, okay, we're going to have all these people pay into this money and they can collect it when they're 65, but everybody dies at 65, so we won't have to pay out any money. <laughs> that was Social Security. So, but now, you know, unless you're like somebody like Tom Sizemore who made it to 61 and died over the weekend, which is really sad. Who, what did he do? Okay, I can tell you. He was in some very high-profile movies. He was in okay. Saving, Saving Private Ryan. I believe he was the sergeant in the squad in Saving Private Ryan. Tom Hanks was the captain or the major, whatever he was. And I believe he was like a sergeant. And matter of fact, it's interesting because if you're a gun guy, all the other guys in his squad or platoon, whatever he had, you know, his, his, I can't remember his company, whatever they called it, you know, E Company or whatever, uh, they carried... Garands, M1 Garands. He had an M1 carbine, and I know. Wow. I know that's that's Nerdville stuff, but anyway, uh, he was in that. He was in Heat. He was one of the robbers in Heat. Did you ever watch the movie Heat? I did. Okay, he was one of the robbers in Heat. Matter of fact, I can tell you exactly who it was. If you remember, they're, they're the main shootout where they're where they're they're robbing the bank and. And De Niro figures out that, that when they're going to rob the bank and they, the police show up and there's this huge shootout, which is, as some people say, one of the best shootouts ever in movie history, where this huge shootout where, uh, and, and uh, what's his name, uh, Val Kilmer is in it, and Pacino and De Niro are all shooting it out. And Tom Sizemore gets away and he runs and runs and runs and he grabs a little girl as a shield. You remember this part of the movie? He grabs a little sh a girl as a shield, and he's running across like some yes. some kind of a a like um, like it's in downtown wherever they're at downtown L.A. And he's running across some kind of a plaza, and De Niro is I can't I always get confused. De Niro Pacino, one of the two Italian dudes. That's the first movie they played in. Too. Right is 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 like came up. He pretty much figured out where he's going to run, and he's got his 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 rifle. And as, as Tom Sizemore approaches him, he sees him, and he's got the little girl in his arm, and he shoots him, and he kills Sizemore. And he was also in Save a Priving Ryan. He was in Heat. And he was, what's the other big movie he was in? There's a third one, too. Um, anyway, sort of a big guy, you know, physically big guy. And, but 
life after his starring roles in movies was not good for him because he really got into drugs. And that is so so sad. There is a class. He was on Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. And I've read the interview before with Dr. Drew was interviewed about a meeting he had with Tom Sizemore. When Tom's, uh, he tried to get, Dr. Drew reached out and tried to help Tom Sizemore. And Tom Sizemore wouldn't have anything to do with Dr. Drew. And then I think the story was one day Tom Sizemore shows up at Dr. Drew's office. I think this is how the story goes. Literally shows up, no appointment. You know, Dr. Drew still is a real doctor. I don't know if he still practices, I mean, he used to work at a hospital and have, you know, actually have rounds and stuff like that, like Dr. Weikert. And I don't know if he does that anymore, but he was at his office, had a, you know, had on a regular doctor's office. And Tom Sizemore shows up and wants to meet with him and talks about how, how Dr. Drew said he was so wigged out, he didn't even know what he was talking about. He was like, he didn't know where he was. He was just like spilling his guts and talking crazy stuff and stuff like that because he was so high on whatever he was taking, which is sad. And there's some people that's Chuck very high? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Chuck got that wasted, but, you know, a lot of these, you know, I mean. According he, to that uh, um, show he was on. You know, I lived through that era, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, uh-huh. To a certain extent, it still exists to a minor point, but God, it was it was crazy time, crazy time. I mean, I could still tell you stories. I've never told you some of. Them. I could tell you stories that you would say, "Brad, you made that up," and I'd say, "No, I didn't." Like for example, I told you about the Mazzola parties, right? Yes, Brad, you did. <laughs> that was a real thing. <laughs> Every Wednesday night, Mazzola parties in Richmond Heights. <sighs> anyway. It's sad that people, you know, I mean, it seems as though sometimes the most talented people are the most self-destructive. Does that make any sense? Yes, I mean, it does. Extremely talented people seem like they're the ones that sort of destroy themselves. And you look at, look at like, what's his face? Um, Johnny Depp. There's a guy that, that just, you know, all the weird stuff that went on with him. You know, I mean, and and matter of fact, you know, the big trial between him and Amber Heard. I mean, what did we learn out of it? They're both weirdos. You know, it's, it wasn't it wasn't just him. She's just as weird as he is, right? Strange people, too much money. You know, what happened to the millionaire next door? Next door. What happened to the guy next door to you that you didn't think was a millionaire? I told the story that matter of fact, I won't tell who this is, but a banker friend of mine who started in the banking business and, you know, in management. And one of his things was for the first, I think the first three months, he had to work as a teller because here he graduated from college, had his degree. Well, was, yeah, you have to go through up the ranks. No, no, no. But they did that on purpose. He didn't, you know, well, they, of course they, they did. Well, but he didn't, he didn't get hired as a teller. He got hired as a vice president, but they had, they wanted to see, have him, you know, hands on, you know, um, you know, Every day, what he did at the bank, that kind of stuff. They wanted to, they wanted him to know the banking business literally from the the lobby on up. So he works as a teller, and every day this guy comes in in dirty overalls, dirty coveralls, you know, with a with you know shoes with holes in it and stuff like that. And he always comes in, and he and he has one teller he goes to, a lady, one teller every day. One day that lady's sick; she's not there, so he comes to my friend's teller window. 
and he gets on the computer and he's making he's making withdrawal. He's taking out like a hundred dollars, anything like that. And he goes on to the computer and realizes this guy has twelve million dollars in his account. <laughs> And he's dressed like a bum. You know, he's got dirty, dirty, you know, overalls and, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and he's got holes in his shoes, $12 million in his account. Now I have holes in my shoes and I have $12 in my account. Maybe I don't even have $12 this morning. I don't know. I'll have to look. Anyway. Well, at least you have $0. You don't have $0. You got 12 I may be in negative numbers. That's how I learned. That's how I learned. And in, in, remember when you first learned about negative numbers? How can you have negative numbers? Oh, easily. <laughs> you have, I've had negative numbers before. There's, That's what overdraft is for. You have overdraft protection? All of On all of my accounts. Do you really? Do you bounce them much? I, I haven't balanced my checkbook in decades. <sighs> I'm like, oh, I'm in overdraft. Let me just pay that. You know, I, I thought about you when I read this story because it bothered me when I read this story. Okay. That's why you thought about me is because it bothered you? No, I thought of you because this is this is something I worry about. Because remember, you told me your your neighbors complain about your dogs barking? Mm-hmm. Okay. In Harris County, which is essentially where Houston is in Texas, okay? Okay. At 118, Harris County Precinct 4 Constable's Office, deputies responded to a call at 118 Tuesday morning of shots being fired at a residence. Homeowners, homeowners at the residence told the police they were woken up by loud bangs at their front door and followed by gunshots, and that a suspect outside was demanding to be let in while continuing to fire shots through the front door and the windows of their house. So here's a guy on the front porch of their house banging on the door. When they don't answer the door, he fires bullets through the front door, fires, fires bullets through their front windows, and then gets in his car and leaves. The suspect, police were dispatched, the suspect was spotted fleeing the location as officers arrived, and it was determined the man was Russell Day, a 56-year-old neighbor who actually lived behind them. And why was he at their door, pounding on it, then firing bullets through the doors and bullets through the windows? Their dogs were barking, and he was tired of that. So he showed up at their house. Once again, he lived behind them. So he gets in his car, drives through the neighborhood, comes around the other side of you know the, the block where his, you know, his neighbor behind him lives, goes up to the door, 116 in the morning, whacking on the door. Nobody answers. They're like, well, who's that? They're not going to answer the door. He starts firing his gun through the door, fires his gun through the windows, and then leaves. So that's why I'm worried about you, Shelby. Because you, I'm going to fire bullets into my windows? No, your neighbors might get upset with you and show up uh, and show up at your door. Look, I had to put up with the woman's bouncing, um, what was that movie? The Masked Dog. The Masked Dog? Do you know The Mask? The movie The Mask? I've never seen it. Well, Milo, the little dog, yeah. was a jumping, one of those little jumpers and they're hyper. Yeah. I had to put up with their kids and who their was, jumping dog. Who was that? put up with my big dogs. That's your neighbor has a, one of those kind of dogs? She used to. Oh. What happened to it? Did you kill it? No. <laughs> Did you poison I it? I would never. <laughs> Here, doggy, here's some nice food. Oh, it's going to taste good. Right? No, that wouldn't be Shelly. No, that wouldn't be Shelly. <laughs> I know there are people no. right now who are you know, going like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. You poison a dog? Yes. You know, but if I talked about somebody being shot and killed, oh, that's okay. Poison a dog? Oh, we can't have that. That's terrible. Yep, poison a Tom dog. Tom Hanks said, you know the movie's going to be a bust if you kill the dog. Right, because no, everybody will hate it. Nobody will go watch the movie. Yep. 
Okay. So, yes, it is my birthday. Thank you for remembering that. Who reminded you? I would play. I knew it. I would play the song, but I'd get copyright violation on me, so I won't play the song. Remember, was it last That's year? That's only if it's No, um, last year, the year before. Recorded, right? I played the song, remember, and then I got copyright violation on the on the YouTube channel and on, on our podcast, or I got reject, reject, you know, because of the fact that I, I didn't even think about it. I played, like, what I played, like, 20 seconds of the song or something like that. Yeah. To say it's your birthday. And bangle, boingo, bongo. That's what happened. Okay. Happy birthday, Mrs. President. Mrs. President. Okay, you know what? Happy birthday. In honor of that, I think the show should end right now. What? In honor of the fact that it's your birthday at 745, I can't go any further because I'm taken back with emotion and I can't go. Shut up. I can't go another 14 minutes. So, Shelly, happy birthday. It's been nice today. We'll talk again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Are you serious? As a heart attack. Oh, really? Yeah. Happy birthday, Shelly. Well, thank you, Brad. Once again, can't go any further. I'm done. Okay. Well, thank you for your comments. It was very sweet. Right. And guess who emailed me this morning? Uh, President Biden. And he wants you to come over and ride in his Corvette and throw classified documents out the out the back while you're driving down the highway. Yes, that was him. <laughs> was him. No, John Tombest. What? He did. Totally wished me happy birthday. What's wrong with that man? Well, he's a he's a what is he a published author? Yes, he's an author. Yeah, we have all these authors now. I got another author too. You do? Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get Fred Chichelli on here. Who's that? My buddy from way back when. Oh. The only Fred I knew beat me up on a regular basis. So. JFK35.com. Check out Fred Cicelli's website. JFK, John F. Kennedy, 35. Oh, did you talk to him? Uh, Too much. <laughs> Got it. There's a whole story there. No, he's a great guy. I'm trying to help him but out you've with always, something. You've always said good things about him. JFK also stands for John F. Kennedy, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, and it's the title of his book, JFK, and it stands for Jailed for Kennedy. He actually was in jail because of John Kennedy. Why? Interesting story. You have to read the book. Why don't you have him on the air? Because he doesn't get up this early. He's not like my son. I can wake my son up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Hey, son. Yeah, well, you are Brad the dad. That's right. I can do that kind of stuff. He owes me anyway, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my son owes me literally okay uh no they don't i'm just kidding okay we got to get out of here happy birthday shelly we'll talk to you tomorrow it is 7 east and i fly have you heard about salt river automotive not only are we open for business and ready to serve you we are sponsors of the bs in the morning show on westplex 107.1 check us out on facebook at salt river automotive llc see you soon